I'm just overwhelmed by his presence and his spirit that is here today. Amen. Um, I don't know if you guys picked up on it, but the songs run in correlation to some of the testimonies. Amen. Uh, because we're going to go and we're going to do what God says he wants us to do. Amen. And we are going to say what he tells us to say. Amen. We can't be afraid. Amen. I know in the past I would be afraid and try to sugarcoat everything. And I got spanked because sometimes people don't need sugarcoating. They just need the word of God. So if God give it to you a way to say it, as Sheila said, say it. Amen. And as Overseer told me years ago, um, I get up, I preach what God tells me to go to preach, and then I'm going to go home and have my chicken. So, son, listen to me. Say what God tells you to say, and don't be afraid of the faces. Amen? And, of course, he reminded me that this morning when we spoke. Amen? So th- today, we just want to just, we just want to celebrate God. We want to uh, uh, turn in our Bibles to first, second, I mean, sorry, second Corinthians chapter one. Turn with me there, then you may be seated. Um, because God is uh, good, Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter one, and I think I'm going to start reading at verse 18, actually 17, because that'll help us get an understanding. So I'm going to start reading at verse 17 to 20 of First Second Corinthians chapter one. And if you don't mind, you can stand for the reading of God's word, and then you can be seated. Amen. <coughs> Uh, therefore, when I was planning this, did I do it lightly? Or the things I plan, do I plan accordingly, according to the flesh? That with me there should be yes, yes, and no, no. But as God is faithful, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by me, Salvanus, and Timothy, was not yes. And no, but in him was yes. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. I decrease that you may increase, God. I pray that something will be said, oh God, that will encourage all of our hearts on this day, God. God, I ask you to take this nervousness, take uh, my speech, oh God, and let it become your speech, God. God, we thank you in the name of Jesus that yeah. we will grab, gravitate and get something out of this word that will bless us and, and encourage us to continue traveling with you, Lord. So God, I thank you for uh, giving us a blessed word today to, to set us ablaze for you to continue trusting and continue knowing that your yes is yes yeah. and your no is no amen in jesus name yeah. amen yeah. you may be seated Hallelujah. i tell you uh, 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 uh i had this thought and it's been in my spirit now for months and uh i didn't know how i thought it was just for me um and uh just recently the lord says you can share it but i had to be the first partaker of what i'm going to share with you today and I, it had to become real to me because in the beginning, I just thought it was a, a, a thought. And my thought simply is this. How many of us over the years where promises were made to us, but they were broken? The people didn't keep their word. Amen. I recall growing up and my father would say, I'm going to be at the game. I'm going to look, you know, look for me. I'm going to be in the stand and I would get to the game and, and look up. He wasn't there. And I would get hurt and I would be mad. Uh, and then over the years, I, I developed what was called a callus that I know now that when he said he was going to come or he was going to do something for me, I did it nonchalantly, like, yeah, whatever, because the promises made in the past, I couldn't trust no longer. Amen. So in this story that I'm going to share with you today, uh, the Apostle Paul was writing this because he had made a commitment to come to the church at Corinth, but because he could not honor and keep his word. How many know that God can change up on you? Amen. And God changed the the plan for Paul to go to the church at Corinth. But the church at Corinth got a little upset. So Paul was letting them know that, look, my yes could be yes. And it also can be no. Amen. But what I want you to understand that in Christ Jesus, the yes is always going to be yes. 
the no will always be no because he doesn't break promises. Amen. His word is true. So he was letting them know that with man, with man, you, you, you know, that, 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 you, that can happen. It can be broken. That promise, what you said. Uh, my two daughters are here today, and I, I'm laughing because I'm glad to hear. Um, but I remember over the years that, that that's something that I did not want to do ever with my kids. If I said I was going to be there, I was going to be there. If I said I was going to do something, I did it. And I made sure that we were there, biggest cheerleaders. Even though you didn't want to be there, but they knew that their dad and their mom was in the stands cheering them on. Amen? Because we said we were going to be there. So in preparing this message, my daughter sent me a text. And it was of a promise that I promised my kids years ago. And I totally forgot about this promise, but I sent them a letter and signed it. And it was all the promises that dad will give to you. And she sent it to me, thanking me for the promises. So I said, Lord, okay. There we go. There we go. That's where you want me to go. That's where you want me to be. And I take no credit for that. I just wanted to be a better dad than a dad was to me. So my kids are privileged because they got a dad. Amen? So anyway, I'm getting back to the story. And the story is simply this. As you sat in your seats today, how many of you trusted the seat to hold you? Amen? Now, when uh, Pastor uh, Scott, on one of the days, she sat down and she said something. I don't know if any of you caught it, but I caught it simply because this is where my head has been, dealing with faith and dealing with promises. Amen? And she said, I trusted that this chair was going to hold me. Amen? It took faith to sit down. Amen? How many know it's going to take some faith to sit down on the promises of God. Amen. What happens is we want to stand on our two feet and we want to take the whole situation and run things the way we want to run it. But God says, no, if you trust the support that I'm going to provide for you, you can take it to the bank that when you need me, you'll be able to stand, you'll be able to sit, you'll be able to do all the things that I want and require of you. But first, you must trust me. So just as you trusted that chair this morning, we got to trust God's word the same exact way. You didn't even think twice about sitting down, did you? You didn't even think twice that no matter how big we, some of us are today, you didn't even think twice about it, if it will hold you. That's what God's word is telling us today, that no matter what your situation is, he has enough support system put in place to hold you up, amen, and to support you. And his word is true, amen. And lastly, before we get into the word, when we was coming back um, over, the high, over the airways um, this week, um, when we took off, we took off, it was rainy, it was cloudy. And I'm like, okay, normally you ride over the clouds. This time, we rode through the clouds. And I'm trying to understand, like, Lord, you know, normally you get over and you look down. But this time, we went through the clouds. And as we went through the clouds, you couldn't see nothing. You couldn't... You know, you just was like, okay, we're in the clouds. But the thing that got me was when the pilot came on and says, we're going to start our descent into Philadelphia. You still didn't see no city line. You still didn't see no ocean. You still didn't see the things that you would see when you come into Philadelphia. So I'm out looking around trying to see, like, Man, I don't see nothing. And you flying in the clouds. And the Lord spoke to me and said this to me. This week, as we were getting ready to land, it comes a time where the pilot has to trust what he has studied and what he has learned, and he must trust the instruments that are provided to him. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. It's a voice that is speaking to him in his headphones, come left 100 degrees, go right 200 degrees, drop down 100 feet, 1,000 feet, come up, whatever. But it comes to a point where now you should see the runway. Amen. And as as we got to that point, <laughs> when we got to that point, I got so filled up because sometimes we're in the clouds, but we don't trust the instruments that have been provided to us. That is the words of God. Amen. So sometimes we got to trust the instruments and that instrument is the word of God. Amen. And, and, and we can't rely on our own 
knowledge and our own wisdom. All what the palate has learned and studied, at some point he has to put that aside and he has to listen to the voice that is in his head because he don't know if he, what he, if he goes right, if he goes left. All he knows is that he must come 100 degrees right, 100 degrees left, or 100 more feet this way. Now you should see the runway. And what God said to me as we landed, that's how it is with us. If we rely on his word, he's going to guide us safely to the landing spot. Amen? So, so this is not my three, uh, three points, not a five point. All I want to do is just share some scriptures with us today. Because <laughs> when I started reading these scriptures, I got so excited all week long and then the months ahead. Um, and like I said, when God gives you something, the first you are the first partaker. So I've just been studying and getting all engulfed in this word, just enjoying it. And these are some of the promises that God has made to us. Now, we must understand something also. We must understand the definition of yes is an affirmative reply. Amen? Affirmative reply. Amen? And we know what amen means, do we? Don't we? So be it. Amen. So as we go through the scriptures today, remember these two words, yes and amen. Amen. My yes is affirmative and my amen means that it will be so. Amen. Now the definition of a promise is this, a declaration that something will not be done given by one. It also means, and this is the one that I want you to zero in today, it also means an express, express assurance on which expectation is to be based. Amen? So, so, so you got to catch that. Now, 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 it ain't the Greek and the Hebrew and thousand this, thousand that. It's just a simple word, promise. And when you, when you put it in its proper place, it's an expression of an assurance on which expectation is to be based. So if I'm going to heal you, says the Lord, that's my, that's his, his assurance on what we should expect. Amen. So if he say I'm going to deliver you, that's his assurance and that's his, his, his yes and his amen. If he says he's going to bring us out of a financial situation and his word says that if you follow me and you trust in me, that I'm going to do all these things for you. His word is his assurance. Amen. And his amen is so be it. Amen. So, 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 so as we go through this, continue to think about his yes and his amen. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is his eternal promises. Amen. And, and we know eternity is forever. So this is not a, a lifelong of 89 or 90 or whenever you're going to leave this earth. But it's when we leave this earth, we our spirit man, if we put things in the right place, will continue to live. Amen. So our hope is in the eternal promise that God has made. Amen. So John 3.16 simply says what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It starts with Jesus. If we believe, and, and if we believe, we should not perish and we should have eternal life. Amen. John 6, 47 states this. Most assuredly, I say to you, who believes in me has everlasting life. That's a promise. That's a promise that we can take to the bank. Amen. I say to you, who believes? Not in uh, seven different ways, not in uh, many different ways, not in uh, this person or that person. But if we believe in Jesus, we will have everlasting life. Amen. As we continue on, John 5 and 11 says this also. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life in this life is in, is in his son. Amen. Not in man. Once again. But our promise, his promise, is his son. Amen. And I didn't, I failed to mention even uh, uh, with this, with the whole scripture that we, we zero in, zero, uh, in on in um, verse 20, God is saying that, look, I'm making these promises, but they're yes, and in him they're amen to the glory of God through us. But for all the promises of God are in him. Amen. 
It's not in us. It's not in the person. It's not in uh, this or that, but it's in him. And, and, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that, that God had to let you know that, look, I can't swear by nobody else. Amen. But, but I want you to understand that these promises I'm letting you know are from me. Amen. And, and, and the only way that you can get these promises are through his son, Jesus. Amen. Which is, our in, which is in him. Amen. Now, as we continue on, Romans 6, 22 and 23 says this. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Eternal. Amen? So, so we're going to live here. We're going to live, you know, some of us are believing 90, 80, 100. But at some point, our body will decay and it will leave this earth. But our spirit, because we have, have accepted Jesus Christ, is going to live forever. It's going to live eternal. We, we don't have no expiration point. Amen. It's going to, we're going to be, and we're going to be and be. Amen. It, it, we don't have to get to heaven and say, okay, okay, we got about 100 years. No. It's eternal. Amen. That's it. It's final. Amen. And I'm, I'm loving that because uh, how many know that, that, that some aches and some pains we have down here on this earth, that, that when we get to heaven, those aches and pains will be no longer. Amen. How many know we got some issues that when we get to heaven, there'll be no more issues. Amen. There'll be no more, no more crazy looks. No more staring at. No more talk being talked about. But when we get to heaven, what a glorious place that will be. Amen. So my hope and my promise is in his word. So I'm going to take his word and it's going to be yes and amen. Amen. I'm one day. My hope is my, my trust and everlasting life is one day I'm going to be in heaven. And the only way I'm going to get there is by continuing to trust in his son. Amen. So if you want eternal life. You know, we can take all the vitamins and eat all of the great food you want. But I've found out, what I've learned over these years is that when you, it's time for you to go, you're gone. No matter how many vitamins, how many, whatever you took, when God says it's time for my son or daughter to come home, they're going home. So how great it would be that if we accepted his son, Jesus, that whenever he took us, we can actually, well, as overseers say, we can walk around here happy because to live is Christ. And to die is gain. So either way, I'm going to live, I'm going to walk, I'm going to do all the things necessary on the earth. But if he take me tomorrow, oh, we all good. Amen. Because God is going to bring me home. Amen. My spirit will rejoin where it once was. Amen. My spirit will now rejoice in heaven because it was there once before. And because of the sin and the fall of man, it severed that relationship. But because of Jesus, that relationship has been reestablished. And how many know that when we get to heaven, what a glorious time it will be. Because the Spirit is going to rekindle, amen, reconnect, oh God, with the Heavenly Father. So eternal life, I'm trusting you, God. It's a promise. Amen. Now hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 is the favorite, my favorite scripture. And it simply says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and an expected end. Amen. And that's the amplified version. says that an expected end. Now that's the part I love and I get so excited about that. Because my, 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 my hope is in the Lord. And what God is letting me know that, that, that look, I'm thinking about you. The prophet Jeremiah was letting us know that, look, God thoughts and he thinks about us. Amen. Not only is he thinking about us, but he says, look, I'm thinking thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Amen. So, so that goes right back to the spirit man one day can hope in reconnecting to the Father in heaven. Amen. And what, 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 God, what gets me is that, uh, uh, and it just drops in my spirit, we don't got to wait to heaven to reconnect with God. Amen. A lot of people waiting uh, until they get to the pearly gates and then I believe and then I trust. No, our hope is 
that one day, that one, when he calls us home, we're going to get the glory. But, but we must connect with him down here on this earth. We must worship with him, fellowship with him, eat with him, drink with him, live with him. Amen. Knowing that one day my expected end is in good heaven. Amen. First Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, Blessed be, the, be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Amen. You got to catch that. You got to catch that. Amen. Blessed be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. Amen. So this hope not dead. Amen. This hope we have is alive. Amen. That's why we smile. That's why we sing. That's why we shout. That's why we get excited about the things of God. Because it's a living hope. Amen. It's not a dead hope, but it's a live hope. Amen. One day we're going to see the Father. Take him at his word. Yes and amen. It's living. And what I love about our inheritance is incorruptible. Amen. You can't corrupt this inheritance. Amen. This inheritance that we're waiting and that we're going to receive is incorruptible. And not only incorruptible, but it's undefiled. Undefiled. And does not fade away. Amen. That's how promises do, right? When some promises just fade away. They just talk, right? So eventually they just fade away. But this promise... It ain't going to fade. No fading. And I love it. It is reserved for us in heaven. 2 Thessalonians 2, 16 and 17 says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us eternal consolation and hope by grace comfort your heart and establish you in every good word and work. Amen. You want to be established in the things of God? Take this scripture. Trust in him. Let him be your guide. Let him be your lead. And it says here, now may our Lord, not a book, not some man, not some sister, not some brother. But it says, now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us everlasting consola consolation and hope by his grace. Comfort your heart. See, we got to take comfort. Yeah. You know, we got to take comforts in the scriptures. And that's basically when you sit down in your chair that you're sitting in today, when you study that those four chairs are designed to give you what? Rest and give you comfort. So what God was telling me when we sit down, we must sit on the promises of God. We must rest on those promises and let those promises do what, they, what God has called them to do. Amen. And when you do that, what happens is that he establishes you in every good work. Good word and work. Amen. So, so we just covered eternal promises. Hope promises. How many know there are some promises for healing? Amen. Hey, hey, Isaiah 53 and 5 says this. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Amen. We are healed today. That's a promise. That's a promise from God. We can sit on that promise, amen? That's a promise that God will honor. We must trust that word, and we must take it and let it heal our bodies, let it deliver us and set us free, amen? Now, 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 now as stated, these are the, we're not talking about trusting a man or a woman, but we're talking about trusting the word of God that he has given and written to us to guide and lead us. When we trust in this word, He's letting us know that we can be healed. We can have hope. We can have eternal life. But we must believe and trust. Yeah. Amen? So are, are we healed today? Are you healed today? You, you got you to gotta, you gotta walk in it. You know, uh, someone um, uh, years ago, I forget what it was, they said fake it until you make it and different things like that. That's like if you preaching, teaching, praying, whatever, just do it until you get it right. <laughs> Sheila said something today that, that we must begin to see ourselves doing the things that God wants us to do. Amen. 
So if you want to be healed, you got to see yourself healed. Amen. If you want your legs, your body, limbs to become back whole, you must see yourself whole. Because the whole thing starts in our mind. Amen. A lot of times we think it starts with the medicine we put in our bodies or we put all this stuff. But it starts in our mind. If we believe we're healed, then we're healed. If you walk in your healing, then you're healed. But if you lay there and you don't do anything, you don't have no faith, you don't uh, uh, operate in the things of God, it can't work. But when you put your faith in his word and what he says, all of a sudden you can be healed. Amen. And, and you know, ask me how I know. Hey, I got a daughter that's right there. I ain't know she, well, I knew she was going to be here, but I ain't add her into my sermon. But I can tell you this. She suffered seizures for many years. Amen. Her first few years, we were always, Sundays, always at the hospital, going to the doctor. At the time, me and my wife said, we're going to pray and we're going to believe God. And we said, we're going to wean her off of this Depakote. So one by one, we decreased those pills and we were trusting God to heal her. And we got the last pill done. We went to the doctor and everything. And the doctor says, I see no more signs of, of seizure activity. Amen. Until this day, she has never had another seizure. Why? Because we trusted in the word of God. So what am I saying today? Trust his word. Trust his word. We took his word and said, our daughter is healed. Our daughter will live. Our daughter will not die from these seizures. But we took authority over the seizures and said, our daughter is going to live. And she don't know it, but she got so much future ahead of her. She, she, she just, she, you know, she's she, she going through life right now. But she's going to, her voice is going to touch millions of people. Mark my word. Mark my word. She's going to sing to the nations. God didn't give her that voice to sit on that voice. But she will minister to many, many men and women across this world. She don't know it because right now she can't see it. But she will see it. God is going to speak to her, and she's going to be out there, and she's going to stand right in this church and sing to the glory of God. Mark my word. Mark the word. And I'm, i got to say this, and we ain't invest all that money in, in you to go sing with that opera singer for you not to sing. Amen? Because we put some money out. We want some return on investment. Amen? Because... She just didn't train with just any old body, but she trained with one of the top opera singers in the world. Yeah. She did. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Healing. She's healed. Yeah. Yeah. Psalms 102, 103. Psalms 103, 2 and 3 says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your disease, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfies your mouth with good things, good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. How many of us need renewing? Trust his word. Trust his word. Trust his word. Trust his word. You know, uh, we just had to do benefit packages for work. But how many know I got an awesome benefit package? This benefit package don't cost me $100 every two weeks, amen? This benefit package that I have is bought and purchased with the blood of Jesus Christ, amen? What a benefit package, amen? If I need healing, I got it. If I need deliverance, I got it. If I need finances, he got it. If I need whatever I got, whatever I need, he got it, amen? What a benefit package. It ain't no 80-20 where you got to come up with the first 80 and then the other 20. God says that because of his son Jesus, 100% paid the price that these benefits are available to you. Amen. So you must trust his benefits. Ah, Psalms 107.20 says this. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Amen. He sent his word. He didn't send a, a messenger, but he sent his word, and it healed him. Proverbs 3, 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health 
to your flesh and strength to your bones. Amen? Now, this is one of these promises. Now, 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 we got to don't be wise in our own eyes. Amen? We must fear the Lord and depart from evil. If we fear the Lord and depart from evil, it says this, that it will be health to your flesh. Not only will it be health to your flesh, but it also will be strength to your bones. Amen? So we're talking about promises, and we're talking about healing. That his, if we take them at his word, and you take these few scriptures, now I'm just giving you three or four under each pattern, but if you look them up, there's hundreds of scriptures that could be found under each one of these categories that I'm giving you. So you must find what works for you and trust them. Amen? Trust them. Now, one of the, one of the, 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 the other things that, that, as I was studying, was our financial, their financial promises. Amen? When you talk about finances, a lot of times people, uh, it gets very quiet. And the reason why it gets quiet is because sometimes in the church it's been um, uh, money and financial problems have, have been like the thing. Amen? Or it's the only thing. But, but God did make some promises about our financial situation. But he did not make those promises for us to get greedy and get haughty and get prideful and, 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 and think that we got it going on. Amen. Because sometimes, you know, um, I can tell you, I, I came from nothing. Amen. So everything that I got is a benefit from God. So I can't say that my strength has got anything that Brother Kenny got. Amen. I can't, be, I can't say that I got a college degree from this university that opened the door for me to have the job that I have today. All I can say is that when I was out of work, amen, I stood on the scriptures and I said, Lord, one day I'm going to have a job. One day because of your word, because I have poured into your kingdom, you said that you will pour back into me. One day that, 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 that the things I have need of, you said that you will supply all my need. So when you trust in his word, and not get all greedy and haughty and, 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 and mindful of yourself. Right. Amen. I, I heard a pastor years ago say, look, don't, don't judge me because I drive in this Rolls voice. Don't judge me because I have an airplane. Don't judge me because I fly in an airplane. He says, you don't know what I have given to the kingdom of God. Only that's between me and God. So this is only a, 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 a tip of what God is doing in my life. The car means nothing. The plane means nothing. What, what's better, what's more to me is the fact that my name is written in heaven and that God has honored his word. Amen. See, that, that really blessed me because God has honored his word. So, so Matthew 6, 33 and 40, 34 is some of my favorite. But seek first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Not the education. Amen. Not the connection. Amen. Not, 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 not the next job. But it says here, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Man, when they are added to us, the word goes, continues on and says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Amen. So, so what God is telling us here is that we seek him. We trust him. He's going to give us the things that we have need of. Amen. We may not be ready for a mansion yet. Amen. Some of us want to, want to go past the apartment life and go straight to the, to the mansion life. And God says, look, you got to learn how to live in the one bedroom first. Amen. You got to learn how to, to, to work here first before you get to the mansion. Amen. And, 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 and TV has painted the picture that we must have these nice old big old cars and all these big old things. I remember years ago, uh, a, a, a gentleman said something, and we was living in the project. He was driving a Jaguar car at the time. And all the people was, was busting on him, talking about him. Like, 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 how can you afford a car like that? You know how much the gas is and different things? And he simply said this. You think I was worried about the gas when I bought the car? And that hit me. That was when I was a kid. And what, that, what he was saying was that if I couldn't afford the car, I wouldn't have bought the car. If I couldn't afford the gas to go win the car, I would have never bought the car because I couldn't afford the car. I had to, see, he had to work his way up. So he probably had a Pinto, probably had this, had this, had that. And then God blessed him with this particular car. And what I'm not talking about any old man. This was a man of God that went to church every Sunday. 
and not just because you go to church every Sunday makes that means that God can do things for you. Because some of the biggest devils go to church every Sunday. Amen. Just keep that in mind. I'm, I'm just saying this particular man was a very spiritual man. But I've learned over the years that some of the biggest devils, some of the biggest hellions are the ones right in church. It ain't the people in the world. Amen. A lot of times it ain't the people in the world talking about you. It's the people in the church. And the people in the church are supposed to love you. I don't understand that, but it's, 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 it's really it's the truth. Let you get something that, 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 that will blow somebody's mind. And behind closed doors, well, how he gets that? How he can afford that? How she can afford to live like that? Oh, man, God ain't do that. She must be doing something stupid or crazy. No. If their trust is in the Lord, God can do things that, you can, that will blow your mind. And what I love about God is that sometimes he do things just to blow your mind. Amen? Amen? This week, I was in the, a room, and I had to get up. I had to stand up. And no disrespect uh, to our visitor, but I'm the only African-American person in this room. First thought was, I can't get up and say nothing in front of these. Uh, it was close to 300 people in this conference that we were at. And I had to give five minutes of, of what um, I do every day. And the first thought was the fear. I'm the only African-American in here. They ain't going to understand me. I talked with a D.C. accent. All these different things started running through my head. And, and, and I got afraid. I began to sweat. And I was like, Lord, this, this is this easy. This is just five minutes. <laughs> Try speaking to people for a living every Sunday or each other Sunday you get up. Now, that's the challenge. Uh, but just to stand up to give five minutes. And when I stood up, I gave my five minutes. I sat down. The director of our organization came over to me after it was done and said, I really appreciate what you do for our company. And that's why we hired you, because we knew we needed a person with integrity and honesty and could be trusted in our organization. And I said, God, okay. Now I understand. I had to lose a job to get a job. I had to be without to get something. Amen. I had to, to go through a season in my life where I didn't know how the light bill was going to be paid. I didn't know how the gas bill was going to be paid. I didn't know how the next check was going to come in. I didn't know how we was going to put gas in the car. I didn't know how none of that was going to happen. So I had to put my trust in the word of God because I did not know what tomorrow was going to hold. Each day during those seven months that I was out of work, my kids never wanted food. My kids never had to worry about the gas being cut off. They never had to worry about the electric. We ate very well. We went through a hard time in our life. But the story is this, that God supplied our need. It wasn't man who supplied our need, but it was God. And then when he says, when you come through this storm, when you come through this situation, I'm going to bring you in for a landing, amen? And it's going to be a perfect landing, amen? It's just not going to be a shaky landing, but it's going to be a perfect landing. When you land this time, you're going to, get, you're going to be blessed, and the people around you are going to be blessed. Because you didn't open this door. I opened this door. You can take no credit for this job. You can take no credit every, every two weeks when your check is in the bank. You can take no credit. Your education can't take credit for this. Your personality can't take credit for this. Your lingo, who you are, your swag can't take precedent over what God has done in our lives. Amen. So I find that God has some financial promises that's for us, and we must take them. Amen. It's going to work. 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 You know why I can say it's going to work? Luke 6 and 38 says this. Give, and it will be given, given you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And running over will be put in your bosom. For, the, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Amen. And I say that only this, because of this reason. In my closing remark at the end of that uh, five minutes, 
I said this, I treat people the way I want to be treated. So, because he was saying, uh, he loved the fact that in all my reviews, all the people said that we love his personality and we love his spirit. We love how patient he is with us. Hire more like Kenny Jones, they said. See, this is coming from the director. So if you want finances, finance the kingdom of God. You want uh, love, love somebody, amen. You, 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 you want some things in your life, measure it out to somebody else, and it will be measured back to you. Amen. How many know we need some finances running over? Amen. Because, see, when we get finances that are running over, that's the overflow. Amen. And when you have an overflow, that means that God is meeting your needs, that God is meeting everything about you. Now you can go bless somebody else. You can give to somebody else and not even think about it. How many know how awesome it would be that when our young people come in here and, and we can say, oh, they want to go to college? Oh, they can go to college. If they got the potential to go to college, yeah. oh, we got them financed. Yeah. Why? Because our lives are taken care of and we can do that. And you know why I know that is possible? One of the advisors I talked to in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania, I'll never forget it. We started talking about the word of God and he says, oh, you live in Echo? I said, well, I lived in Echo before, but now I live in Winslow. He says, there's a church in Echo called Solid Rock, and they have a ministerial school. And um, I, 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 what I'm doing there is, is just a blessing, and I take no credit for this. But I have a young man in our church that I feel is going to be something great in the kingdom of God. And what I've decided to do, I'm going to finance this whole Bible college experience. Amen? And that took me out because he said, look, I'm good. And I, well, I know some things, like he just got like, like well over a million dollar check, but he was saying that, look, this before the million dollar check, he's saying, I'm financing someone's education for the kingdom of God. And he didn't sweat it. And that's what blessed me. It's like, that's how I want to be. You know, God, make us a distribution center. Yeah. Amen. And what comes in a distribution center goes out. Nothing parks. Amen. See, sometimes we get it so mixed up. When we get the money, the money stops. But no, we are distribution center. The money flows through us, amen. Healing flows through us. Deliverance flows through us. Power flows through us. We are just a distribution center. So when we let the things of God work like they're supposed to be, all we're going to do is it just comes, the truck delivers, and there's another truck come pick it up. Amen. That's how we got to be. That when we had that overflow, we can be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Now we're talking about financial promises. One of my favorites. Psalm 37, 25. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. You got that? You got that? You got that? You got that? I have been young, and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen. I got some seed. Amen. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm I, in the spirit realm, like they struggling, they going through life right now, and I'm like, oh, they good. They got to walk, just walk before God can bless them. But because of the righteousness of their dad, that they're going to be blessed. Amen. And they never have to beg for bread. They will never have to beg for bread. And it's not because of me, but it's because of the Father. And if I had the bread, they got the bread. Amen. And what I love about this is if I got the money, and they definitely know this, they got the money. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm glad you guys here today. Y'all helping me out. <laughs> ain't that right? As they say, ain't that right early? Uh, and this is one of my favorites. You want success? You want success in life? This is something that I tell the young people when I got this from overseer. He will call me and he will read the scripture to me. And it's Joshua 1 and 8. And it says this. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but ye shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. 
and then you will have good success. Amen? So we got to meditate on the Word of God. We must dive into this Word of God. And when we dive and we get into that Word of God, the Bible says that, that, that when you do this, that now all of a sudden I'm going to make you prosperous. Amen? Not only am I going to make you prosperous, but I'm going to give you good success. Amen? And it's something that I've, I, 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 and, and we're going to close and wind it up. It's something that I, when I was reading um, the story of, of uh, well, W. Life, I was reading the story of David's son um, that wrote the Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. And when he wrote all these different scriptures and he was writing these different things, he says that, look, all this stuff that the world has is all vanity. Amen. It, 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 the world has painted this picture that our young kids are hooked on, but it's all vanity. And what I love about about his son, man, help. What is it? I'm just Solomon. Solomon, yeah. King Solomon. I just went brain dead there. King Solomon. What I love about him in closing was this. When it came time for him to ask God for something, he didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for fame. He didn't ask for fortune. He just said, I, I want wisdom on how to manage your people. Amen. And God says that because you didn't ask for riches and fame and money, I'm going to make you the richest man in history. Not only am I going to give you the wisdom to become the richest man in history, but I'm going to give you wisdom on how to delete and guide your people. And, and the test came when the two women came with the children, with the child. And when, it, when this one lady said, it's my baby, and the other lady said, it's my baby, but only one woman was telling the truth, and, and uh, Solomon had the wisdom to distinguish between full baby, so God dropped yeah. in his spirit, yeah. oh, cut the baby in half. And the one lady says, oh, yeah, go ahead and do that. And the other lady says, no, no, you can take the baby. And he says, that's your child. Because a real mother, a real mother is not going to let any harm come to her child. So if you want riches, you want fame, you want fortune, let's do it God's way. Let's trust his promises because his promises are going to bring the finances and we're going to prosper. Amen. And many other ones. We, you got identity problems? Read Psalms 103. You, got, uh, you need some peace? Now I got to read this one. Uh, 2 Thessalonians 3.16. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with you all. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen? That's uh, John 14, 27. So these scriptures, when you get them, when you get them, even protection. You want some protection? You know, I thought about this. When president travels, he has security all around him. Uh, different pastors that think they got it going on, they walk in a circle, amen, and no one can touch them, you know, because they're in a circle. How many know that God has us protected? Amen. Psalms 27 and 5 says this, For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, and in the secret place of his tabernacle should he hide me. He shall set me upon the rock. Amen. And when I close with this one, this is something that I've learned over the years that I must do. I must stand on the rock of Jesus. If I stand on that rock of Jesus, all the protection, all the needs, all the things I have, God is going to bless me with. Amen. When more trouble comes, uh, what I've learned is that, that you know, just because you got over these last two, 20, 30 hurdles, how I many know that until we reach glory, it's going to be some more hurdles to climb. Amen? But what I love about these hurdles that come next is simply this. God, I remember you took me over that hurdle 10 years ago. I remember that hurdle you took me over this year, that year. I remember the hurdle you took me over last week. So this hurdle, I'm going to go over it. I may make it all the way over. I may clip it. I may touch it. I may do something. But I do know this, that with your help, I'm going to get back up if I fall to go over the next hurdle of life. Amen? Stand to your feet.
Yes. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, we will trust your promises. We will trust your word. And God, we will let it become reality in our lives. God, we thank you for your encouraging word today. And God, we're going to take your yes. We're going to take your no. And we're going to say amen. Because your word is true. So God, we ask you right now, as we end this part of the service, that you just just continue to just light, have that fire that's kindled in us. Let it burn all week long, God. Let, let, let the word remind us when we face troubles next week that your word can lift us out of it, oh God. When our neighbor or when our husband or when our wives get crazy, oh God, let's go back to your word and read some scriptures about love. Oh God, let us, oh God, take your word and let it renew our minds and make us renewed like eagles. We thank you for your word on this day. We ask you to just bless the remainder of this day. Bless the next part of our service also. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. 